think we're acquainted enough now to not need introductions anymore. Oh, that makes me feel so nice and warm and fuzzy inside. As promised, I'm now doing... The Miners. No, not people under 18, like I previously mentioned. Minor gods and minor titans. Ordinarily, I'd probably do two separate episodes for the gods and titans, but there really aren't that many and I do feel a bit bad for them because they really get neglected. A lot of the names you'll probably recognise, but because they're not one of the 12 slash 13 Olympians, they're not really well known. It's kind of sad, really, if you think about it. But we'll move on. So we'll start off with the Minor Titans. Who are they? We've got Atlas, Prometheus, Epimetheus, Leto, Helios, Selene, Eos and Asteria. What are they the god of and who are their parents? Now, Iapetus. Not really sure which unlucky lady had the three children, but she did. And here we are. <clears throat> Iapetus is the dad of Atlas, Prometheus and Epimetheus. Hyperion and Thea. Do you remember those from earlier, the Titans? Yeah, yeah, good. Glad you remember them. Had Helios, Selene and Eos, or Eos, however you prefer to say it. Leto, I mentioned her earlier. She and Zeus had Artemis and Apollo. She's a bit of a tragic story, is poor old Leto, but we'll, we'll discuss more on that in a bit. Finally, Koyos and Phoebe had Leto and Asteria. So, where do we begin? Atlas. No, I don't mean the thing you look into the geography. Atlas. He is most probably most well known for holding up the weight of the sky. Yeah, you heard me right, holding up the weight of the sky. That was his punishment for doing all and all manner of treacherous things. He was cursed to forever bear the weight of the sky. He is the titan of strength and endurance, heavy burdens, shock horror, astronomy. At some point or another in history, he kidnaps one of Artemis's huntresses. And in return for the Huntress coming home safe, Artemis bears the weight of the sky in lieu of Atlas. It doesn't last long though, Atlas gets his ass kicked and it, he ends up with the sky again. Brings a whole new meaning to shirking off your responsibilities, doesn't it? Prometheus, do you know who he is? No? Interesting. He created man, but not on his own, obviously. And no, he didn't just give birth as Greeks do to every single man on the earth. He created man with Zeus. Man was initially made with clay. It was a clay figurine that Zeus, using his magic, or using his godly powers rather, brought to life. The humans began wandering around and, you know, doing human-y things back in ancient Greece, but the ape Prometheus took pity on them when they started dying. As you all know, when we get cold, we shiver, and then we get hypothermia, and then we die. That's what was happening to the humans. They had no heat source, they had no nothing to keep them warm, no radiators, no heated blankets, no fuzzy socks, no hot chocolate, no nothing. They were just there and they had to deal with whatever weather came their way. Luckily for them though, Prometheus took pity on them and gave them fire. They obviously used it to, you know, stop dying, but Zeus on his power trip was like, no, 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 not happening. And instead of taking the fire away from the humans, because as it obviously bothered him so, they did start to thrive with it and they didn't come down to burn Olympus. 
Zeus decided he would punish Prometheus for going behind his back. So Prometheus was then chained to a rock or an eagle every single day would peck out his liver. Ouch. I thought my punishments were bad when I was a kid. Prometheus, being a titan, ended up... He... Right. All immortal beings have something called golden ichor. That's like their equivalent of blood. It heals them. It, it, they are immortal. You cannot stab a god and then die. You have to, like, as I mentioned earlier, slice and dice and throw them all across the world. A god will not bleed to death. So his ichor kept healing him and building him a new liver every night. And every day the eagle would come, take it out, eat it and leave. And that cycle continued for centuries and centuries. Epimetheus, he is the titan of afterthought. Nobody really knows what afterthought is, but we all do, if that makes sense. Like, you can't explain afterthought, it's just something that happens. Now we've got, drop down please, Helios, Selene and Eos. Let's start with Helios. He is the titan of sun, light, fire, and heat. He was the god that dealt with the sun before Apollo came along. He would use his chariot and drag the sun across the sky, all across the world, rest during the night when his sister, Selene, would take over and start the day again. They're basically going in an endless circle around each other. Helios does roughly 12 hours of the day and Selene would do the other 12 hours of the day. We've also got their sister, Eos. Just for a bit of clarity, so you can see why it's a, it's a sister, her Roman equivalent is Aurora. Yeah, I suppose that'll make more sense now when I tell you she's the Titaness of Dawn. I figured so, because Aurora's Dawn. Yeah. So, now we'll do Leto and Asteria. Asteria is the Titaness of Oracles and Prophetic Dreams. She, I suppose you could say she was the, like, oracle before, uh, well, her mother Phoebe was actually in charge of oracles and all that fancy schmancy stuff, and then Asteria took it over. And then Apollo took it over. It's a nice little generational thing we've got going here, even though Asteria would be Apollo's aunt. Huh. Even though Asteria would be Apollo's aunt. Now, Leto, I mentioned in my last episode that when she was pregnant with Artemis and Apollo, Hera barred her from ever going on land. She had to either stay in the water or drown, pretty much. But one island, which was out of Hera's control, was an island Poseidon made for her. He rose it up from the ground just so she could have a safe place to birth her children. He must have been thinking, you know, it's not her fault. My brother knocked her up, you know. Not really fair, Hera. And she went, no, 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 it's not fair on me. I'm the goddess of marriage. Rah, 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 rah. Leto is the titaness of motherhood, and that's actually quite fitting. Her daughter later becomes the later becomes the goddess of childbirth. Quite a, like I said earlier, it's quite a nice generational thing, really, isn't it? Rather interestingly, though, when Leto had her children, Artemis was born first, and she came out, you know, not as a screaming, wailing newborn. She came out fully equipped to deal with the world as it came. Between you and me, I'm nearly 20 years old and I still don't know how to deal with the world and all its problems. Artemis then ended up helping her mother have her brother. She was there coaching her on, going, go on, mum, you can do it, you can do it, give me my brother. Boom, Apollo came along. Not as equipped as Artemis, but equipped enough. 
Now we've met the Minor Titans, let's go on to the Minor Gods. So, we have, drum roll please, we've got Hecate, Hebe, Persephone, Thanatos, Eros, Jerus, Hypnos, Iris, Deimos, Phobos, Nemesis, Nike, and Morpheus. I can guarantee you at least three of those names will sound familiar to you. Let me, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Nike, Nemesis, uh, Persephone, and Hypnos. Am I right? Tell me I'm right. Anyway. So Hecate, her parents are Asteria and Perseus. Perseus was a hero who, as all Grecian heroes did, died. We love that. She is the goddess of magic and crossroads. So but I suppose it's like a... Has anyone seen that image online where it's a pitchfork almost, of paths, and you've got three decisions to make and you've got to choose which one? That's what it is. That's what she's the goddess of. She's the goddess of those types of crossroads, like dilemmas and stuff. Now we've got Hebe. Hebe's parents are Zeus and Hera, and she's the goddess of youth. So when you're sat there in your 60s and you go... I wish I was young again. She's the goddess you need to hit up. She's the one you need to get hold of. I mentioned Persephone in my last episode, but she's, surprisingly, she's classed as a minor god. I know, weird, isn't it? She's more well-known than some of the gods themselves. But she's the goddess of rebirth, the spring, and the underworld, as I've previously talked about. And then we've got Thanatos. No, I don't mean the big purple raisin who snapped his fingers in Endgame and killed everyone. I mean the god of death. Yeah, that's what I mean. He has three siblings. Hypnos, Nemesis, and Geras. Three guesses if you can guess whose parent is his. Did you guess Nyx? To be fair, it was quite a hard one, so I'll let you pass on that. But yeah, Nyx had Thanatos, Geras, Hypnos, and Nemesis all on her own. You go, girl. Thanatos, god of death. So when you die and you see the Grim Reaper, that's actually Thanatos coming, I've come to collect your soul. And then he'll reap it and send you to Hades and let Hades deal with you. We've also got Geras. He is the god of old age. I know, it seems like the worst thing to have because he's always an old man. I personally like my youthful, my youthfulness and my young body. So I don't want to be 90 years old with grey hair and a walking stick going, I am the god of old age. But you know, you do you, boo. And then we've got Hypnos. No, I don't mean the beds. But bonus point for kind of getting the right ballpark. He is the god of sleep. So when you're lying awake because of insomnia or you can't sleep, you need to get your hands together and pray and go, Hypnos, please bless me with sleep. He'll probably laugh at you and roll over and go to sleep himself. But at least you tried. And then we've got Nemesis. Nemesis. I'm sure you can gather what she's the goddess of, but I'm going to tell you anyway. She's the goddess of vengeful fate, rightful retribution, or revenge. Yeah, I think that's quite cool, but I suppose she'd be quite bloodthirsty to a degree. Well, I've got many people who have wronged me over my life, but I wouldn't call Nemesis to come and deal with them, you know? She'd beat them and sell their soul on the black market. Now, we've got four other siblings. Eros, Deimos, Phobos, and Harmonia. 
Their parents are Aphrodite and Ares. When they had them, it was quite a scandal. No, I know, I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. But weren't they married? No. Aphrodite was actually married to Hephaestus and she continuously had an affair with Ares, but Hephaestus would not let her leave him. I suppose divorce wasn't really a thing back then, though. But anyway, they ended up with four children. Eros, Demos, Phobos, and Harmonia. I really like the name Harmonia, but I think it sounds a lot like Hermione. So, that might just be me. But anywho, Eros, he... I will give you three guesses what he sounds like. Did you get it? Bing, 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 if you did, he's the god of love. You might better know him as Cupid. His Roman equivalent. Aha! I knew you'd know him by Cupid. He's at, he well, him and he was the same person. But they're they are the god of love and sexual desire. Makes sense considering who his mum is, you know, Aphrodite being the goddess of lust. Then we've got the twins, Demos and Phobos. They are the gods of terror and fear. When you think about it, so when you hear arachnophobia, that's a fear of spiders, right? So you know the phobia bit? That comes from the god Phobos, which is fear. So one of Aphrodite's sons is the reason we all have phobias. So thank you very much for that, Phobos. And Harmonia is the best one at the siblings. She is peace and serenity and music. I do really, really love that name. I would love She's probably one of my favourite minor gods. And then we've got Iris. Nobody really knows who Iris's parents are. But there are a lot of sources and speculations out there that her mum was called Electra. I've personally never heard of an Electra, but who knows with Greek mythology. Iris is the goddess of rainbows and she's the personal messenger of Hera. Iris tends to travel via rainbows, so you'll create a mist and then throw a coin in and a rainbow will appear and it's basically the equivalent of Skype. You know, that's how they travel. And the final two are Nike and Morpheus. Nike, no, not the shoe brand, is the goddess of victory. She is very competitive and consequently I think I dislike her because I'm also very competitive. But we'll move on from that. Her parents are Styx and Pallas. No, not the things you pick up from the ground and not the thing your king lives in. Styx, S-T-Y-X and Pallas, P-A-L-L-A-S. Two different people. Styx is actually a river. There's actually a river in the underworld, which I'll do later, called the River Styx. It's not very nice. And finally, we've got Morpheus. His parents are either Hypnos or Nyx. Like I said, there's lots of speculations out there, and it honestly wouldn't surprise me at this point if Hypnos, a man, had a baby, or Nyx just formed one on her own. Greek mythology, when you do Greek mythology, you've got to learn to expect the unexpected so it doesn't take you off guard. But yeah, weird and incestuous and odd, but interesting nonetheless. But anywho, Morpheus is the god of dreams. You often see him and Hypnos working in cahoots with each other because, as I mentioned, Hypnos is the god of sleep while Morpheus is dreams. So when you lie in bed and you dream of a holiday or a plane trip or a new event or what have you that's morpheus working his magic does anyone else feel a bit bad about the minor gods who get no recognition whatsoever no just me kind of sucks a little bit but you know i'm a pretty empathetic person in my next episode i'll be talking about the muses and helpful people
you, you, you do know who the muses are, right? If not, tune in for my next episode.